0: What is a Christian man like? What is masculinity in the Christian church? It's come to mean patriotic, gun-carrying, John Wayne kind of a guy, but is that truly who Jesus demonstrated for us to be? Thanks for joining this podcast today. My friend Bob Prater joins us, and we're going to talk about some toxic masculinity in the church And how should Christians respond when we're seeing our Black neighbors being mistreated by police officers and things going on in the George Floyd trial in Minnesota and such? Maybe our response isn't really good right now. Bob and I choose some of those issues over, and let me apologize ahead of time. There's a little bit of language in this. In fact, I'm going to drop a couple of F-bombs out of the passion of my heart, and I, I hope you'll not hear that as me sinning as much as me just having a passion that I couldn't hold back anymore. I thought about cutting it out. I thought, no, I want people to see how much this means to me. Bob is one of my really good friends, if not my best friend in the world, and we're walking this journey of seeing Christianity in a new way together. And as always, I think you're going to love hearing his perspective of what's going on in the world out there. So join us now for this nonpartisan evangelical podcast from pastor-paul.com. For those willing to listen, learn, and have eyes to see and ears to hear, this is the Nonpartisan Evangelical, where we're challenging the mindset of right-wing Christianity and encouraging people to have their minds renewed and hearts transformed. Let's have better conversations about the life modeled in the Bible, so we can truly tell the world God is not mad at you. This is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast at npepodcast.com. All right, everybody. I'm hanging out with a dangerous and scary man today. What? (laughs) My... My partner in crime, Bob Prater, joins me today. We haven't done a podcast for a while, man. We, we can't go this long between podcasts. It feels
1: like five years in between podcasts. And seriously, that's got to end.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, we should just record all of our Zoom conversations together. <laughs> Although some of them could really get us in trouble.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you had been rolling, you know, if you had been recording just five minutes ago, I would be in trouble. So, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a yay for me.
0: Yeah, just uh, and by the way Bob was Bob was the guy that made our uh, online Easter service uh, at least PG-13 if not R rated.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, so you want to, you want to bring that up. All I said all I said was very simply um oftentimes we find ourselves in tough places, you know, and 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 you know and and i just couldn't think of a better word i said sometimes we're in the shit yeah it's just the way it goes i mean listen paul used that word yeah a word but just as you know just as incendiary for his time i and i'm i'm one of those guys who thinks that words are words now words have meaning obviously
0: what did, what did we we translated Paul as as filthy rags was that what it was Yeah you
1: know what it's just you know I know we tried to be <laughs> as as politically correct in our translations as we could but trust me there's some real stuff going on in the Bible I, I
0: think I, I always say after after Jesus said you know eat my flesh drink my blood and everybody left then he turned to his buddies he's you know what do you guys think and I think they were all sitting there saying holy shit what the bleep are you talking about What did you about? just say and then the writer is like These are very hard sayings, you know, they they just clean it up.
1: (laughs) These are very hard sayings. (laughs) Well, they are.
0: I think Jesus was a carpenter. And I, you know, when he was, I I mean, I really do believe when he said racca, that I mean, that's Aramaic for asshole, you know, or dumb shit. You know, I mean, that was not a, a word you used in pleasant company and no. And then even calling people vipers and sons of Satan and all of that stuff. He, he was not a, a meek, timid guy when he came to using some rough language from time to time, I
1: think. You know, and just yesterday I was reading um, a couple of passages of scripture. And I found brood of vipers um, and some other, in you know, pretty pointed uh, sayings. But they predated Jesus. It was John the Baptist, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, he called him brood of vipers too. Um, and they so much so that they looked and said, Are you the Messiah? And he's like, No, 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 it's not me. He's coming, he's yeah. coming. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't think God's nearly as, as worried about that stuff as we are. And, and the beautiful thing about Jesus was then he knew how to be as you do. Be be gentle as a lamb when it when somebody needed that gentleness.
1: Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Have you have you ever seen the the television series called The Chosen? I knew you were going to say that. I, I, about twenty people have said you have to watch The Chosen, and I've never gotten around to watching. Well, the I haven't watched all of it either, but I've watched a, a chunk of it, and it's now one. What, what is going on? We subscribe to everything now. Every new streaming service gets a thumbs up from us, and we're just stupid. Yeah. But we subscribe to Peacock, which is the NBC. Yep. Universal, all that. And The Chosen is on there. Season Mm -hmm. one, all of it. Boom.
0: My Uh, wife and I suddenly realized that we had not one but two subscriptions to Hulu and never watched it. So we got we did get rid of those. But, yes, we have Netflix, Peacock, Disney, just because of Hamilton. HBO. HBO, HBO.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got all that stuff. We got all that stuff too. Every last bit. Be- <laughs> See, Paramount Plus. You know, ah, oh, sure, I'm in. You know,
0: I, I don't want to miss anything. My wife and I were just recounting, though, the other night of all the wonderful stuff we've watched during COVID. That'll be like <laughs> one of the you know.
1: Okay. I, I, I will give one little insight okay. into how we've done during COVID.
0: All right.
1: Um we got a fire stick. We we gel we jailbroke the boo-boo out of that. I mean, we jailbroke it. It took me five minutes. I learned how to do it. Okay. But but we're not watching illegal movies. I, I don't I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I will I will wait till something comes on a service. But oh my gosh, it is a treasure trove of foreign television. Everything <laughs> you can imagine. It, it is so insane and it's all right there. Like there's a game show hosted by Gordon Ramsay, that is a total crack up. Um, And there's a, you know, and and there's this and there's that and there's this and there. So everything from England, Australia, all those places, we've just been bingeaholics.
0: So we're going to do this in a couple of parts here. Um, We're going to talk about some things that are going on in current events and then talk more about our deconstruction journey. Cause I I get a lot of questions from people now about how do you, how do you do this? So we're going to do that in a bit, but first let's in a, in a time where we've got the, the, the Derek Chauvin trial going on, and, and, and probably I shouldn't even even call it that. Uh, he, he probably shouldn't even have his name be, be honored like that. But at a time then when we're seeing, again, confrontations between white officers and, and, and black Americans, uh, I, I want to play a video. In the midst of all of that, we have this guy. I, I don't know. You can say his name if you want. I don't even want to give him pub, but it's a pastor of a church teaching in another church in, I think it was in, in Oregon or he's from Oregon. You may know better than me, Bob, but, but listen to this shit in the middle of all the stuff that's going on in culture.
1: The church, the ecclesia, the government of God has been so neutered and so, uh, turned effeminate, almost homosexual. And I'm just telling you straight up straight up it, it's it's just it's 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 ridiculous Where are the men you know where, where where are the men where's the maleness where is the you know I will defend the children I will protect the family I you know my, my ushers at, at my church they all pack I mean they all pack you know you come to my place and you 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 think about starting something you're dead'll they'll, they'll, they'll kill you they'll shoot you because they'll protect every they'll, they're going to protect everybody else. You try to pull something, you're dead. I said, "Listen, guys, if I'm up there preaching and there, somebody comes up running, make sure you get them. I'm just kill them. Just, just shoot them dead." Wow, look what's look look what was on the uh, screen behind him. It, they're having a conference called RAIN, Reign
0: R E I G N. Yeah, good um, point. So,
1: so his his version of ruling and reigning is far different than the way that I see it.
0: How do you see it?
1: He, he see it. Well, first let me tell you how I think he sees it. I think he sees it as forcing other people to, to, to bow to whatever he thinks is right. This guy's a nut job of the highest, highest order guys. If you're in a church where your pastor is using this kind of language, my gosh, have some self-respect run, run and find people who will love you you know how dare that asshole you know speaking of how jesus used to talk yes how dare that guy uh infer that i don't protect those that i love because i don't carry a gun yeah are you serious
0: that somehow you're not a man protect are you serious Thanks for letting me interrupt this podcast with Bob. I hope you're really enjoying our conversation as much as we enjoyed having it to bring it to you. I want to tell you real quickly about when we talk about seeing things differently about a mindset change, sometimes that requires a deep and intentional dive into a shift of a mindset, of of a growth mindset that occurs on My podcast, what I want to do and everything I do in my message is to challenge our mindsets at where we are and then start to gather people around those changing mindsets and then say, hey, let's grow together. And one of the ways I offer to help people to grow is through coaching them through my core leaders network coaching curriculum. And right now we have a new cohort forming and I want you to be in it. Are you in a season where you're kind of like, what does this next season of my life look like? Or maybe there may be a job transition coming soon, or even like I just am losing relationships. Things are changing around me, and I want to know how to handle it with an ability to grow and change with it. Then you are the perfect candidate for coaching with Pastor Paul. If you're interested, send me a message Uh, You can do it through the website, pastor-paul.com. It'll take you to the podcast website and you go to the events contact page, send me a message, and I will hook you up to discuss ways that I can help you with my coaching cohort. It's starting in just a couple of weeks, so you've got to jump in right now. Send me a message, pastor-paul.com, click on that events contact page, and send me a message through that contact page, and we will have a one-on-one together to discuss how my coaching can help you be challenged, come into community with other people being challenged, and grow in that mindset challenge. And you'll never be the same again. Pastor-Paul.com. Click on the events contact page, send me a message, and you and I will connect to figure out how we can help you. Now, back to my discussion with Bob Brader about things happening in the world around us on our podcast here from Pastor-Paul.com and the Pastor Paul
1: YouTube channel. You know, how dare that asshole, you know, speaking of how Jesus used to talk. Yes. How dare that guy uh, infer that I don't protect those that I love because I don't carry a gun. Yeah. Are you serious?
0: That somehow you're not a man. Are you people.
1: serious? And, and yeah. there's part of me, there, there's a real macho side to me, Paul. You know it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there is. I played basketball for a million years. You know, I was an athlete. I was a tough guy. I was always arm. I broke a guy's arm once arm wrestling.
0: You drop a nephew on me every once in a while.
1: I do. <laughs> um, with, with the deepest of love. Though. And there's and there's and there's part of me that just wants to beat that guy to a pulp. Yeah. But that's not the answer that's not the answer. We've got to, we've got to shine a light on that kind of nonsense. This is a guy who is spewing nonsense in order to find relevance. You follow me? Yeah. There's a lot of people spewing crazy to try to be relevant. He yeah. Just now now, wait, to, now hey,
0: you, hey. you called him a nutball. And my question is, is he, is he a nutball or is he an exemplary of An example of what we're seeing in evangelical churches on a more broad spectrum, or is he just a one-off that we can write off as a nutball?
1: Well, he's not a one-off. Yeah. But he but he is a nutball. He's not a one-off, unfortunately, but he is a nutball. I mean, stuff started to shift within the church. I mean, there's always been this toxic masculine thing that happens within the four walls of a church. It's just how it is. I mean, my gosh, go to the Southern Baptist Convention, women aren't even allowed to stand up and preach. Um, let alone be pastors. Uh, now I came from a tradition, the Four Square Church, where it was started by a woman, Amy Simple McPherson. Yeah. And so there, that there, there was always a real. Oh, and as a matter of fact, they just, uh, um, they just uh, voted in a new president. There were only two candidates at the end, and one of them was a woman. Uh, the the, uh, the president of their Bible college is a woman. Now that's I love that that to me is honoring that to me is, is figuring out that different people have gifts, but this guy, this guy is leading people down a path just like John Eldridge did when wild at heart was released and became, God,
0: I hate that book. I I bleeping hate wild at heart. I hated it the first time Somebody gave it to me and said, every man in this church needs to read this book. I hate that book. And I think there's nothing Christlike about
1: it. I was in a small home group at that point. I wasn't the leader uh, when that book came out. And the leader, um, through the church, bought copies. And we were going to do a, a book study, a study, eight weeks or something on it, um, Tell people uh, what it was about r- briefly. Well, Wild at Heart is about men being men. You know, it's 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 the uh, home improvement. Uh, Tim, Ta- uh, Tim Taylor, was that the dude's name? Yeah, Tim. Yeah,
0: yeah something Tim like the that. the tool man
1: Taylor, you know, oh, I, I am a man. Arr. And yeah. John Eldridge talks about we have this need to go hunt. We have this need to go, you know, men and women. Now, listen, granted, men and women are different. He ain't lying. Men and women are different. I mean, and I'm really, really glad about that. I mean, I'm really glad about that. Uh, but he's inferring that you're, you're not a real man unless you do the things that Jeff Jansen was just saying. Carry a gun. Be macho. Uh, don't just be the protector, but be the loud protector. Yeah. Be the obnoxious protector. Um, my family knows that I've got them. I promise you that's true. If you talk to any one of my family, they know that I am not going to let things go when people come at them. I will protect. But I'm not going to be I'm not going to stand on a freaking street corner with, you know, an AK-47 in my arms and say come at me. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: And and to infer that that you know, some of our Mennonite friends or Uh, you know, other friends who would say, I would never, never use violence against another human being, period, are somehow effeminate. And of course, he goes to homosexual as if that's like the worst possible thing anybody could be um, using, you know, homophobic language that's so prevalent in the church. But But to say that our pacifist friends who through history have stood against tyrants without a weapon in their hand, willing to die for others, right. Are somehow not men. Fuck you. No care. Excuse my language, but fuck you no for kidding. that mindset.
1: And, and I, and I, would Sorry, be, everybody. I would be, <laughs> you just dropped a, you just dropped a big bomb and it, you know, you, you kind of dropped it in season and in appropriateness. Yeah. So, uh, but here's the thing I would be remiss if if I didn't say that that you know I'm familiar with Jeff Jansen a little bit,
0: okay, but and that's that's the guy we just saw in the video. Yeah,
1: Jeff Jansen. I mean, that's a dude's name. Uh, he's a pretty famous guy. He's a self-proclaimed prophet. Uh, he runs in circles that you and I used to run in, Paul. Trump a, follower, a, 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 a huge. He's written. He's uh, one of his latest books is about Trump, yeah. um, and, and Trump being God's guy. Uh, so here's the thing: the people we used to run with, Paul, and and for those of you that don't know, Paul, Paul and I. Have have been entrenched in in a in a charismatic movement for most of our adult lives. Yeah. Uh, But when I when I read the the names of people that have endorsed his books, it it reads like a who's who of people we used to follow, like Bill Johnson, Chris Valatin, Joshua Mills, um, on and on Sid Roth, on and on and on. And
0: not only are these people we know, these are people we've hung out with.
1: These, this stuff is permeating all of it. Yeah. The entire church is at risk from that garbage. And so let me say this again. If you find yourself in a church where those types of words are being spoken and people are kind of whispering and laughing, get out. Get out. God, don't, don't even you, – you don't owe anybody anything. Step away and find a place where you are valued and where your heart is valued.
0: Yeah. And 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 I don't know, I I'm not gonna say it's sin to have security teams with weapons. I so when I was senior leader of a church, I was constantly pulled into meetings where this was talked about. And they they would literally say, You're sinning if you're not having armed security in your church, because it's not. It's not an if, it's a when a gunman comes into your church. And the amazing thing to me, and I used to ask questions like this, and I'll put it into current context. How is it that God can save us from a virus so we don't need to wear a mask, but he can't save us from a gun? So I have to have a gun. I I mean, I think this is so entrenched in faux masculinity, F-A-U-X masculinity. We want to be the big, you know what, on the block. Mm -hmm. that, that, and, and not based in, in Christianity. And, and I'm, and and again, I'm not saying having a well-trained security team, I I don't have a problem with it. And maybe even armed, if, if you feel that's what you need to do to protect, but to act like this is what Christian masculinity is when Jesus, I, I mean, it, it couldn't be more, they take the one verse, he says, you know, two swords, one verse, and then, of course, it's not just a few verses prior that he's saying, live by the sword, die by the sword, brothers, or or, or after, and, and, and saying, if somebody smacks you on the cheek, you give them the other one. If somebody forces you to go a mile, you go two. Somebody's going to sue you for your cloak, you give them your tunic. That doesn't sound like this guy to me. I, I don't. <laughs> He doesn't sound very christ like which is well, the definition of christian here,
1: here's it is the definition of Christian, but here's the thing um we see a different version of jesus yeah when when uh uh when he's in the garden and the soldiers have come to take him, and Peter draws his sword yeah and cuts off uh a soldier's ear. Jesus reaches down. And heals the man immediately, puts the ear back on, and heals him. So there's hope in that story. There's hope in that story. Yeah. Some Christians are crazy, like Peter, like Jeff Jansen. There are some crazy people out there. Uh, and Jesus is here to even heal us from his own followers. Yeah. Um, like Peter. I mean, Peter was a man who really went after it. He really did. He loved Jesus but so much so that he was willing to draw a sword. This is crazy. And isn't it true, Bob, that all the
0: guys around Jesus believed that was who he was. They believed he was going to be a military conqueror of government Yeah. until the day he flew into the sky and disappeared. Even on that day, they said, is today the day Jesus is today, the day you're going to take over and put us in charge. And and that's the American church now. They're saying, today, Jesus, is today the day you're going to put us in charge of America well, so we, that God's plan on earth can succeed.
1: We got people running around, and, and I know you don't name a lot of names, but let me. Um, we got people running around like Lance Wall now and Johnny Enloe telling people that that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be in charge. Are you serious with this seven-mountain B.S.? It's not in the Bible, and it's not in the character of God. Jesus no. came, and, and he changed the entire game through kenosis, which is the emptying until the last drop is gone. I mean, he laid his life down for humanity. That's how he took authority. He didn't do it by rising through the ranks and going, aha, I'm the boss now. I'm so sick of this toxicity that has come into the church. Yeah.
0: By the way, if anybody wants a great book on this, uh, I did an interview probably about a year ago with a woman named Kristen Dumay, <laughs> A book called uh, "Jesus and John Wayne" and a wonderful book about how the church would take John Wayne over Jesus in a second, and uh, and it's a great one. But I think where we're where where we look so tone deaf in this, and again, ultimately, why I'm angry about this is. Is it's oppressive to people, but also it's damaging to the message that we're trying to share with people of the of, of Jesus and the Bible, and where we look so toned up is this is happening right in the middle of of the Derek Chauvin trial, the the wow. the officer who I'm going to say it murdered George Floyd, he did. Um, and and then we have this Donta Wright moment. <laughs> Right. That's in
1: Minnesota. Right. Am I wrong? I mean, that happened in Minnesota. And we've got this lieutenant who was, you know, a lieutenant in the in the army or Marines or Air Force. or He was was a serviceman, an officer. Right. Pulled out of his pulled out of his vehicle and forced onto the ground. And all he's saying is, what is this? Yeah,
0: And he was stopped for not having a license plate, but having a temporary sticker in the back window.
1: You think, yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have been stopped for that. And you wouldn't have been.
0: Yeah. And he says, I'm afraid to get out. And the officer says, you should
1: be. I mean, who, who are we? He said who, you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Who have he we? He was become? in fatigues. He was in, he had the patch on. I mean, you could tell this dude's, this guy's in the service. He's, he's serving our nation. Yeah. So let's throw him on the ground and treat him like a piece of garbage.
0: Doing everything he's got his hands out
1: the window that that but, video Listen to me. I, I sat with a, with a sheriff's officer just a couple of years ago. Um, and I will tell you this he was a racist, a complete racist uh, and, I, and, and and he was kind of being forced to sit with me. He didn't like it. Um, <laughs> he didn't like it <laughs> um, But he said that they, they are taught to aggressively, aggressively um, contain a situation. And if that means escalation of a voice or escalation of physical physicality, they had to do what they had to do. Now, unfortunately, uh, he was also taught on his first day at the sheriff's department. He said, he learned something very important. And I said, well, really, what's that? And he said, it's always the black guy, Mm. always the black guy. It's a sheriff's officer, sheriff's officer, in california said it's always the black guy and he told me a story about how he had a description of a of a robbery suspect was supposed to be driving a red pickup he saw a black guy driving a green pickup in the area and pulled him over and put him on the ground Mm. and i said why would you do that he said maybe they got the color of the truck wrong because it's always the black guy bob you gotta you gotta understand it's always the black
0: Mm. guy And the, and the church is, is complicit in it. And, and one thing I, I heard from an officer here in, in Fresno, where I lived is uh, the officers are told your number one job every day is get home alive. Now, hear me. I respect what police officers do. You go to work every day and there's a chance you will not come home. That is your job. But to me, if the goal is come home alive, I mean, shouldn't the goal be make sure everybody gets home alive? And if, and if you, the one who's been given the authority to carry a gun and have the choice of life and death, and if you have the choice to lay down your life, like the officer that got shot in the, in the, the school shooting the other day, I, I loved his comment. He's like, I'm so happy it was me that got shot and not somebody else, you know, and to me, shouldn't that be the heart of every police officer?
1: Well, I think it is the heart of most. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I do. I think I think I think most would say what that what that officer said. And and most of them take seriously to protect and serve. Yeah. They do. Some have it trained out of them though, I think. But there are some bad apples. I mean, there just the are. And I and I love what Chris Rock says. You know, there are some, there are some occupations where a bad apple cannot be allowed ever. Surgeons. You can't have a bad apple cutting you open. Yeah. Airline pilots. Ah, uh, you know what? He crashed, but you know, 99 times out of a hundred, he doesn't crash. Yeah. They have to be perfect every time and law enforcement needs to be perfect. And, and I really think that there are some answers. I sit on a sheriff's commission. I sit on the commission here of, of concerned citizens in Kern County and our our sheriff's department has a terrible reputation. Um, we, we led, we led the nation several years ago in shootings by law enforcement um per capita for large cities it, it just you know we were a shoot shoot first ask questions later old wild west town the final the final gunfight of the old west took place in bakersfield oh wow uh, the, the final one and and so there's like this pride in the way that we do things uh but there has to be better answers somebody somebody has to and the and the way that we train the way that we the way that we hire and I know that there's already stringent things in place. Uh, But I like, you know, Eugene Oregon years ago began sending out mental health professionals on police calls. Yeah. They cut their police force down and hired mental health professionals. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think that would help the officers. My gosh, going to a domestic dispute and you've got a trained therapist with you. Okay. Tell me the downside of that. I don't Mm. know why we're not doing that in every city in America.
0: And I think it, it goes to like if you watch that video in Virginia, I, I don't know if you. I thought the other officer had a look on his face like yeah. this is not good. terror He, he was. It was terror, <laughs> and 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 so we need to teach those officers like you have to do something. You know, the guys that were standing around Derek Chauvin should never have allowed that to happen. But but is there some code of silence? And when we're talking about a pastor like like Jansen here. I think it's what we're trying to do, that, that this idea of honoring one another and unity has kept our mouths shut for a long time. And maybe in some circles, we'd be like, guys, are we sure this is okay? And it's and it's time to say, this is not okay. And when we see things that are not okay to, to, to call it out and, and start to speak this other message of Jesus, kenosis, like you said, that Jesus said, the way you change culture is by serving it. And dying for it, exactly. not by overpowering it.
1: Exactly.
0: And what if that what if that was our message? And you're so right. I didn't even notice the rain thing on the screens, but now that you've mentioned it, <laughs> that's
1: all I'm ever going to see. Right. He just wants that. That's how that's how they see ruling and reigning. I mean, they yeah. see it as a domination type yeah. of a thing rather than a servant. Uh, Jesus was a servant king. I like that about him. Yeah. And and you bring up that officer in the Virginia shooting or the Virginia arrest that had the look on his face like oh god what's happening take a look at that video with jeff jansen again and look at the piano player behind him who's playing the piano player is playing those emotion chords yeah. to get people like oh this is the heavy moment in the service and, it, and it's a trained thing that that we do yeah. to, to manipulate people they're playing those chords and you can see the deer in headlight while they're going oh god what <laughs> is he saying <laughs> i mean i enjoyed that part
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, and,
1: uh, we, we say these things and we come at we come at these things pretty hard. Yeah. But I I'll be the first person to say I don't have all the answers here. I mean, I think I have different answers, but I certainly don't have all the answers and I don't know the hearts of men. My, my gosh, guys, I I don't even I don't even know my own heart sometimes, most of the time. Um but I do know that we are lost. Yeah. We are lost.
0: Like. I think the Bible's clear. I can't
1: judge that pastor, nope.
0: but I can judge what comes out of his mouth. Sure you can. And, and I judge it as being the absolute opposite, that what's need to become, what needs to be coming out of the mouth of the church today, and what does the Bible say? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I think the heart of American evangelicalism not every American evangelical, mind you, not every American evangelical church, but the heart of American evangelicalism as a whole, the spirit, the mindset has, has rotted somewhat because of our partnership with some really dark and, and not good things. And maybe even our partnership with some good things that have, that have become rotten in the basket. And that's what we have to call out because I think it has to change. Before things can change, and
1: thank you, right. Yeah. And it's not you know proximity. Uh, well, first of all, power is corrupting, but uh, just as corrupting as proximity to power. But boy, yeah. we love having famous friends, don't we? We love having powerful friends because it's like we have power. And this, it, it this this is nothing but a power grab by the church, pure and simple. And we were never called to grab power that way, regardless of what Wall, Now, and Enlo say. We were never called to grab power. We were called to lay our lives down. And not just for each other, like fellow Christians. Jesus Jesus did it for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And then then he goes on to say, um, in, in verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The whole world. Uh, you know, and that opens up a can of theological worms, too, for a lot of people. Yep. But he's talking about the whole world. He's not talking about America. He's not only talking about the chosen. He's not only talking about the church. He's talking about my friend Ahmad. Yeah. my Muslim friend. He's talking about black people. He's talking about people who live in the jungle, who have never even heard of Jesus. He's talking about the world, the end. Preach. Preach. Sorry, Sorry. didn't mean preach.
0: And by the way, that word saved, I have to point this out every time in John three 17, <laughs> right. doesn't mean that everyone would pray a sinner's prayer and go to heaven one day. It, it's that everyone in the world would be reconciled wholeness, body, mind, and soul. And uh, we interpret that as like, yeah, that says everyone would be saved. So we need to get everybody to say a sinner's prayer and bow their knee. And if, if God has to break their knee to get them to bow, that's what he'll yeah. do.
1: Right. And all where's that, that, where, where's that sinner's prayer in the Bible again?
0: Well, you remember all the time that Jesus, how many times he asked people to say a sinner's prayer <laughs> I think it's this many. Yeah.
1: here, here was it. Here was his sinner's prayer. Follow me, follow me. <laughs> Follow me. Do what I do.
0: Okay, Follow let me go me. to let me go to one of my below the line comments that I'll regret later. By the way, this guy is talking about the homosexual church while having tons of product in his hair and oh, talking boy. about is it's almost a death protest too much facet
1: protest too much. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Listen, we'll, we'll edit know. that out. Well, yeah, but we're both old enough to realize that that there is a pattern to things like that that happened. Uh, I'll never forget after Jim Baker's scandal, I was I was with a, a dear friend of mine, a, a guy I was in ministry with, and I said, you know, I said, I can't believe that happened. I said, but I guess I can. I said, you know who, who will never see that happen to? And he said, who's that? And I said, Jimmy Swaggart. I said, that dude is so in the pocket. And it was two weeks later and Swaggart's been with prostitutes, you know, but that's what he preached about. Don't be with yeah. pro- his. The, his sermon titles were do not be with prostitutes not really but sort of yeah. yeah yeah and, and so when he you he was say, a hellfire
0: and brimstone guy for how sure how doth
1: protest too much
0: yeah, how about we were- Robbie Zacharias would you ever have thought Robbie Zacharias was sexually abusing women all over the world on an ongoing basis
1: well it makes me happy to know I, that's, none, none of it makes me happy but I take some comfort in knowing that charismatics at least do not have a, a corner on that. So when Robbie Zacharias, you know, when all that stuff comes out about him, oh, it's all over the place. It's human nature, it's human nature.
0: Okay, we're not done. We're not done in our discussion with Bob. For those of you in our Patreon community, you get a special time of me talking to Bob. We're going to talk about our personal deconstruction journeys, and you are not going to want to miss how Bob had some life moments some really traumatic ones that he was healed of that have led to his deconstruction journey to be a really profitable one for him. You're not going to want to miss this story. And to hear it, you have to be a part of our nonpartisan evangelical Patreon community. So go to patreon.com slash NPE podcast, patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash NPE podcast. That's nonpartisan evangelical podcast, patreon.com forward slash NPE podcast. And you'll be able to hear Bob and I talk about our deconstruction journey and compare how your journey is going as you say, how do I continue to have faith, even though I've had to move away from some of the things I've known in my religious life? You're not going to want to miss it. Patreon.com forward slash NPE podcast. Join our Patreon community for all its subscription benefits and be a part of helping to support this message to challenge, bring people together and grow in the mindset shift that's happening in the world and in the church right now. Join us over there at patreon.com forward slash NPE podcast and hear Bob and I talk deconstruction. We'll see you there.